I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Hey, Skull King Nation, you've heard us talk a lot lately about StatRoute.com. I have not seen another stat service come close to what they provide. It's the stat service that we here at Skull King use for all of our articles and our podcasts. Right now, you can get a free trial by going to StatRoute.com for a couple days to get used to how to work with their search filters. Once your free trial is over, you can use the promo code SKULKINGFF to get 25% off your subscription for the rest of the 2018 NFL season. So sign up today and get the fantasy stats that you need to rule your league. Again, go to statroute.com, that's S-T-A-T-R-O-U-T-E.com, and use the promo code SKULKINGFF, that's SKULKINGFF, to get 25% off your 2018 NFL subscription. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skull. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I've got my brother Justin with me. Go ahead and say hi, Justin. Hello, everybody. Uh, we've got uh, a, an interesting show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to uh, go... The same route that we did with our last show, we're splitting this up to give you guys a chance to only listen to what you want to listen to. So if you want to listen to the whole show, you can download all the segments. If not, if you're just wanting our waiver wire picks, you don't care about the news and stuff, you can just download the waiver wire section uh, of this episode. So we're going to split this up into a part one and part two. I hope you guys are okay with that. Uh, if you're, whether you're okay with that or not, it's going to happen. It's what we're doing. So, <laughs> um, to start this off, uh, you know, usually we we actually jump into the headlines um, real quick before we do that. Today, for since we're from Seattle, we're huge Seahawks fans. Today was a very sad day for the day of Seattle. Um, Seahawks owner and you know Pacific Northwest uh, grew up in Seattle. Uh, owner of also the Portland Trailblazers, Paul Allen passed away, co-founder of Microsoft. Um, one of the things that for me makes this heartbreaking is not just the fact that he was the owner of the Seahawks, but for those of you who may not know much of the history about what happened with the Seahawks in the 90s, um, or with Seattle sports in the 90s, let's be completely honest, uh, the Mariners almost left. They were uh, looking to go to Tampa, I want to say down the Tampa Bay area. Uh, in the early 90s, and then in the 1995 season, Mariners make the playoffs, reinvigorate the uh, the fan base here in Seattle. We saved baseball in Seattle in 1995. The next year, in 1996, the owner of the Seahawks moves the headquarters for the Seahawks to L.A., even though they are playing in Seattle. Let's not forget that two years before that, the Rams moved to St. Louis, and the Raiders, I want to say the year before that, moved to Oakland. So, you know, we were looking at losing the Seahawks 
1997, Paul Allen comes in, buys the Seahawks, keeps them here in Seattle. Uh, he ended up, uh, you know, really personal note, he ended up uh, having the, uh, the Seahawks um, training facility at Northwest University. It's a small, it's a small school uh, right near Seattle. Just, I mean, all of us, all of, in my family, my whole family has gone to that school. I graduated from there. Uh, my brothers have gone there. My parents went there. Uh, really small school. So the, the training facility that they used before they moved into the VMAC down the road in Renton, really close. So we could actually see the Seahawks. We got to see some of their practices from the apartment buildings, and all that kind of stuff. So we grew up. Seahawks fans, very, very big. It was very personal to us. So, again, the loss of Paul Allen is, is a very big thing. And without him buying the Seahawks, I don't know if Skull King exists today. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to, to fathom the impact of his life because from a non-football perspective, um, I – don't know a single person who I who I have ever met in my entire life that has not used Microsoft Office at one point. So, founding member of Microsoft, touched the technology world uh, globally. Um, great philanthropist in the city of Seattle, saved Seattle sports um, by keeping the Seahawks here. I'm happy that he was able to win a. Uh, Super Bowl while he was the owner before he passed on. Um, and one of the things that I loved and respected about him as an owner was that um, he was a quiet owner. He was not, uh, I have nothing against Robert Kraft. Um, no one really knew much about Paul Allen and his personal life. Um, he was definitely not a Jim Ursay. Uh, and so <laughs> definitely, definitely not a, 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 Oh, the guy in Dallas. Um, come on, Ryan. I know you know it. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, but it, it's it's one of those things that um, Jerry Jones is here thinking of. Jerry right? Jones, yes. But, it, but it's one of those things that quiet owner um, care. Really, this team was his kind of throwaway money, if you will. Because this, he, yeah. he loved he loved it. I mean, it's one of the things that I have found frustrating in looking at other sports franchises uh, across sports is when you get an owner that is there because they're trying to make money on this. That's not how you build um, a successful sports franchise. Um, you do it by going and getting big players, um, specifically in baseball. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Steinbrenner probably lost his shirt every year, but the Yankees – we're in the playoffs every year. So it was great to be a Yankees fan. Um, but yeah, phenomenal owner, uh, huge impact in the Pacific Northwest is gone. Um, and his, and his impact will continue to live on. So. All right. For, for those of you that, 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 you know, care, um, in terms of the website, I actually am going to kind of put up uh, some of my thoughts, uh, uh, into an actual little editorial article to put up on the website for, for you guys to, to read and, so uh, just to kind of get, you know, a little bit more of a personal perspective of, of what, what Paul Allen meant to the city of Seattle and to me, you know, personally as a, as a football fan. So um, with that being said, let's get into today's headlines.
today's headlines. All right. So let me pull up. Whoops. There we go. Uh, in today's headlines, we are going to start with Bell Watch. Le'Veon Bell Watch 2018. Um, <laughs> the next uh, eight days of your life? No, two weeks of your life? Yeah. I don't think he shows up this week. It's bye week. I don't know if he. I don't know if he shows up next week. My money has always been that he will show up in week ten. Yeah, uh, NFL Network's uh, Aditi Kinkabwala. Sure, reports that the, I'm really, I'm really Aditi, sorry. Sure, <laughs> I'm really sorry about screwing up your last name. It happens to me all the time. I'm really sorry. Uh, reports that there has been quote no sign unquote of Le'Veon Bell at the Steelers facility on Monday. How much you want to bet there will be no sign of him tomorrow too? Yeah, there will be, like I said, there will be no sign of him this week. Not during the, the, the start of a bye week. The, the fact that you see much of anybody else is a, a little bit surprising as well. Um, they actually, I've heard on bye weeks, they actually get in there Monday to, for a lot, especially the guys with injuries, to get some like uh, physical therapy work and all that kind of stuff. They yeah, practice. He's not, he's not injured. He's, yeah, I understand. But they practice Tuesday and Wednesday. And then from Thursday on, they're off until yeah. until they come back the next you know Monday or Tuesday. He's not injured. He's disgruntled. He's probably out of he, you know what? He's probably out of playing shape too. Well, I guarantee you, he's been think sticking of, my guys in Miami. <laughs> think, about, think about how much weight he had to lose in order to really get going. What was it a couple of years ago when he came off suspension? Yeah, as long as he didn't Eddie Lacy himself, he'll be fine. This is going to remain James Connors' backfield for a while. Hallelujah, says the James Conner owner. And no one is surprised. No. All right, moving on. Uh, Dolphins coach Adam Gase told reporters quarterback Ryan Tannehill is day-to-day, but won't know for sure until Tannehill throws. Gase expressed confidence Tannehill will play and start again in 2018. And what? just because he may, not, he may not start this next week does not mean – we're going to cover waiver eyes in the next segment, but please leave Osweiler where he is on the waivers, please. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the comments under this are Brocktoberfest. <laughs> are we uh, going to have a, a weird? Uh, uh, well, I guess that would make sense. But like, are we going to have Osweiler magic? Is that what's going to happen? Like, we're no. just going to have the next three weeks of absolute stupidity of a player who probably shouldn't be the starter just go off. No. All right. Uh, the Jaguars' tight end problems continue. Uh, Niles Paul is believed to have suffered a sprained MCL in the loss to the Cowboys. Uh, I had mentioned last in the last episode that it was pos- that we didn't know how much time he was going to miss, but that he did go down with a uh, a knee thing, and it turns out that it's uh, it's semi serious. He is going to definitely be missing time, but not likely to be season ending. Um. Fine, nothing from Justin. All right. Well, <laughs> it's an uh, injured Jags tight end. There's not much to say. This is disappointing news for all the people that we've been telling to stash Donta Foreman. Texans coach Bill O'Brien does not expect Donta Foreman to be activated this week in week seven, even though that he said that he was um, up and ready to go. Justin, what are a couple of your thoughts real quick? Uh, I... Th- it's, it's hard to say yet. 
Uh, I think Alfred Blue has played better than expected over the last couple of weeks. I think they're wanting to make sure that they're not rushing Foreman back. It is an Achilles injury, uh, so you don't want to rush this back um, because you don't want to injure it again and have him out again. And I think if the Texans are going to find themselves playoff worthy or playoff contenders, you have to be able to run the ball late in games and control clock. Lamar Miller has not been able to do that this year. Alfred Blue is not that type of running back. So you need Foreman for your playoff push, and I think that's why they're going to wait a little bit. They're tied for first in the division. I think they're going to hold off a week, play the Jags, who looked god-awful this last week against the Cowboys, and then go from there. Yep. Here's, here's kind of his, his outlook coming up. They'll leave him, they'll, they'll leave him off unactivated for Jacksonville, who's number 28 in terms of fantasy production against running backs. Week eight is against Miami, who's who's uh, – okay, let me read that again. Um, in terms of, in terms of the, the percentage or in terms of the ranking, uh, 28th is that means that they are like the third or fourth best. So really it's how, how, good, how good do running backs score against them. Jags are 28. Uh, your running backs are uh, percentage 28th. Miami gives up the fifth most points to running backs. Then Denver in week nine, who gives up the ninth most. Then they go on by. Then they got Washington, 17th most. Tennessee could be a tough matchup. Cleveland, Indy, and New, and New York Jets back to back to back going into the fantasy playoffs. I think that they may hold, they may hold them at least this week. They could possibly hold him until the week ten bye and just have him fully ready to go. Depending on how they how the uh, their team is, um, you know, uh, record wise. Uh, if they lose Jacksonville this week, they will probably activate him for next week, most likely. So, all right, moving on. We got a couple more things. Uh, the Bucks fired defensive coordinator Mike Smith. For those of you who think that that name sounds familiar, it's because he was the one who was the coach of the Atlanta Falcons all those years they kept losing in the first round of the playoffs over and over and over and over again when they actually made the playoffs. 12-4, and four, out first round. 13-3, and three, out first round. <laughs> so uh, um, one, thing, one thing that I'll say about this is I'm a little bit nervous about, as much as I've talked about Baker Mayfield over the last couple of weeks and having a good stretch run, uh, for the next couple of weeks, starting with Tampa Bay this next week. I'm a little nervous, not just from Baker Mayfield's potential injury issues that have come up in the game from this last week, but also when a defensive coordinator is fired midseason, it is generally because he's lost control of the locker room. Uh, people are not buying in anymore. They just came back from buy. I think there's a resurgence um, – from this team, and I think with a new defensive coordinator, they'll play much better this next week. Whether or not that translates into a win, who knows, because Tampa Bay has lost 10 of their last 11. But I would expect the Bucks to be better, at, for whatever that means, at defense this next week. All right. 
Moving on, in other NFC South news, the MRI for Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley's ankle was pretty clean. Um, yay, 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 yay. <laughs> rehab and monitor, but obviously could have been much, much worse. Yeah, I was terrified when he went out. Uh, almost, almost lost, obviously, in the grand scope of things. We care more about his leg than I do my fantasy football roster. But uh, it was one of those things I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going up against a guy who hasn't won all season. And one of my best players is now out after the first half. So, yeah. Speaking Monday, Browns coach Hugh Jackson once more claimed that – oh, wait, I missed one. Yeah, once more claim that Nick Chubb will get more carries. He's had six in the last two games. So he's getting his token three every game. That's about it. Well, with with Hyde struggling over the last couple weeks, his his yards per carry is at 3.5. Um, and Nick Chubb being the the home run hitter type of runner, I can see them starting to work him into the backfield rotation a little bit more. He's also a strikeout guy too. Like he'll get th- there's games where he's got three touches and four yards. Well, when you only get three touches, it's kind of hard to get a feel for how the how the lines moving and blocking as well. Well, I understand that, but the only game that anyone wants to remember right now is his three touches for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. That's the only game people have in their minds right now. So I understand running backs need more time to develop, set guys up with, with some cut moves, uh, basically give a defender, I'm going to go left every time, and then the one that he breaks to the right, it then takes to the house, all those kinds of things that, that you do as a running back. I'm still not looking to stash him on my roster in a 12-team league. See, for me, what I'm looking at – is Hyde's last couple games of 17 carries for 63 yards and 14 carries for 34 yards. Um, and he, the 14 for 34 is probably the one that hurts the most. The, the previous one still is around that four mark, which still has me okay. Is, yeah, around the four mark. Um, he's averaging 3.5 yards per carry, so he is volume only and very touchdown dependent. So, yeah. A um, couple more stories here. Uh, whoops, there we go. Uh, speaking Monday again, uh, Browns coach Hugh Jackson confirmed that Baker Mayfield's ankle injury won't affect his Week 7 status. Um, uh, Falcons coach Dan Quinn told reporters that running back Devonta Freeman has already been ruled out for Monday Night Football of Week 7. Uh, yeah, I, I posted that uh, today as soon as I saw it, and that is rather disheartening for every Freeman owner because obviously before the season, you thought he was going to be your number one guy, probably your second pick, depending on the depth of your league, um, potentially your first pick. Uh, but the the injuries have plagued him just enough to keep him off the field, and this is just the continuance of that. Yep. Uh, Redskins consider Chris Thompson with his knee and ribs day to day. Uh, Falcon, uh, back to the Falcons. Coach Dan Quinn is hopeful that Mohamed Sanu with his hip and Calvin Ridley will be ready for week seven. That would be good for both of them. Uh, an MRI has revealed that Jets wide receiver Quincy and has a high ankle sprain. He is going to miss time. 
Where exactly is the high ankle? I've always wondered this. The high okay, so a high ankle sprain is actually above where above the ankle bones. I under I understand. I just your ankle is your ankle. I've it is a that is is only talked about in sports. Outside a, of sports, doctors are like it's your ankle. It's a sprain that works its way that actually kind of works its way up towards the the calf and everything. So, um, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that the Raiders are morons. Um, but we've known, <laughs> we've known that for well, that's, a while. That's evident of the fact that they didn't get to London until Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's no wonder that they couldn't play. Uh, was it? We, Seahawks left Wednesday, got their, thir- got their Thursday morning or something like that. Yeah, they were there a full day to a day and a half ahead of the Raiders. Yep. Uh, sorry. He, uh, Rappaport reports that the Raiders are seeking a first-round pick in exchange for Amari Cooper. That's not going to happen. So we're not, just- not when he is due money in a new contract coming up. I could see it happening if they tried to do this last year and they tried to shop him where he's going to be under contract for two more years. You may get a late first round, but nothing really remotely close to that right now. Yeah. Um, good grief. There's not a whole lot. Um, there was a, you know, a couple things here going into Monday night football that we, uh, that, you know, a little late to cover now. Uh, Rams Cooper Cup has officially suffered an MCL sprain. Um, his team thinks he could miss time, but we are not sure yet. So we will have we will have some wide receivers to look at on the waiver wire because of those. Um, and then, uh, God, there's still a couple more things. Uh, Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb were both inactive. We will see what they're able to do next week. And I have more hope for Allison than I do for Cobb. Well, actually, they go on by this week, and then they come back and play the Rams and the Patriots in back-to-back weeks. I believe both away games. Yeah. Ouch. Um, the Steelers are not expecting Le'Veon Bell to show up this week, despite previous reports. Let's talk about that. Yep. And uh, Josh Allen's injury is to the ulnar, the UCL in his right elbow. It's not considered major, but an MRI will be sent to Dr. James Andrews for a second opinion. This is the same kind of injury that Marcus Mariota suffered. He ended up missing a couple starts because of it. So the Bills will have Marcus Peters and so you or, or uh, Nathan Peterman. So you definitely want to be streaming defenses against the Bills the next couple weeks. Not that you weren't already doing that. <laughs> so, all right. And that is it for today's headlines. That'll be it for this first for this part one. Um, we will go ahead and uh, and kind of cut this off and get you guys ready for part two. Hey, Skull King Nation! Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion, and once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. 
Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.